welcome to another bite-sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown. Uh, So I've been having a difficult time trying to come up with what exactly I'm going to be talking about today um, because I wanted to come to the table with a discussion about storytelling in video games. Uh, and and unfortunately, it came from kind of a negative place. I, I talked about on the last episode some of the games that I have been playing and how, uh, let's just say, the storytelling was a bit lackluster in my mind. Okay, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll call them out by name so that I can give some ex- specific examples, but I do want to kind of soften my critique later on in the episode. These two games that I played back to back were uh, Blaster Master Zero Two. Okay, how can you expect a good story in a, a video game called Blaster Master Zero Two? Uh, that's that's my my folly there for expecting a little bit more out of that. Um, and then uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Josh, that's a fighting game. Why are you expecting a good story? Yeah, well. There you go. Actually, you know what? It's because <laughs> the games that I played that are not necessarily in that series, but but very much related to them and play very uh, similarly, um, the Persona 4 Arena game, I actually did really like the story in that game. So um, regardless, let's, let's keep going here. So storytelling in video games, and in these two games in particular, I found were, um, th- they had different problems, okay? On the one hand, Blaster Master, the issue with the story that I had was it was completely boilerplate. Very, very simple. Um, it was it was in service to the, the mechanics of the game. Uh, it was it was very much what you see is what you get. Very bland. Very like you knew exactly what it was. And you know what I say? Bland. Um, like it was, it was fine. It was fine. You're these characters roaming around the the space, you know, coming to different planets, finding different things. Uh, but oh no, you're infected with this disease, in, or your your shipmate is infected. You know, the the computer, basically the humanoid computer, android is infected with the disease and we got to find the disease and or a cure for the disease. And we can only do that by getting more energy. And we can only get energy by going to new planets. Like just very, uh, I don't know. It, it it was very simple, but but yeah, just again, yeah, very much bland. You see what you get. It's it's you know what's going to happen from the very beginning. Um, and I say it, it, there was there was no complexity to it. Very simple. I say that. However, there was one character that was like slightly more complex, but really it was as complex as oh, he's an antihero. Right. Okay. He does some things that are that seem he. Oh, he seems like a bad guy. No, he's actually kind of a hero. Sort of, kind of, meh. Whatever. Um, and and I just I'll, I'll say that I just was not impressed by the story at all. However, I really enjoyed the gameplay, so I did give the game good marks. I I recommend the game because it was a lot of fun. That retro throwback style um, is right up my alley, and so I really enjoyed it. But I couldn't help but think, ah, this story is just so meh i i just didn't enjoy it um and and we'll come back to that there there are some reasons behind that as well just personally because i had been looking into a kind of story i'd been thinking a lot about storytelling in video games maybe it came from that final fantasy book club episode that we did where we talked about characters and we talked about story and maybe that was part of it in the back of my head but i was really kind of attentive to stories in games and so this one just fell very flat for me even though i really enjoyed the gameplay even though i would recommend the game 
So the other game uh, that that I had similar thoughts to, at least I was similarly disappointed in the storytelling of the game, was Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. And this game, it's it's for different reasons. So for Blaze Blue, there was actually a ton of dialogue. It's this crossover game, and so you've got four different sets of characters that come together um, through this dimensional time rift space-time rift and oh no what are they doing here and in order to beat the game you have to play as each kind of set of characters and it was basically the same story um just done with different characters slightly different characters you know six or seven times of oh no what happened what are we doing here oh you're my friend i trust you oh you're not my friend let's fight oh, um, what exactly is happening here? And then, oh, we win the game and, oh, but things go back to normal, but they're not actually back to normal until you get the good ending and you find out what was happening. And it was so, I don't, I don't necessarily want to spoil exactly what was happening, except to say that it really was very boring, okay? Yes, there was a master plan behind it all to figure out, you know, like the fighting styles of all these different characters of different, um, you know, from different dimensions. And you beat it. And so now that's not going to come to nefarious ends. Like very simple, even though it was this dimensional, you know, multi-dimensional story or a story that takes place um, in this rift between dimensions. It was really very simple mustache twirling bad guy kind of story that it ended up being. And so it was very much um, not, I I just didn't like it. (laughs) And it was so dialogue heavy, which was interesting to me because I, I talked about on that Final Fantasy Book Club episode about how much I enjoy characters in the story. Um, and the dialogue did play to the different characters themselves. However, uh, it was very much like the same dialogue over and over again, just slightly tweaked depending on the character who was talking because the stories were so similar throughout the different storylines of the game. And so uh, while there was tons and tons of talking, it could have been condensed. Now that would have been at the cost of characterization, but the characterization didn't play into anything um, because it was all the same story retold with a different set of characters. And the story, again, was so simple and bland and boring that it, it, it was actually annoying in playing the game how much everyone was talking because you knew exactly what they're saying. Oh, where are we? Oh, you're my friend. Oh, do I trust you? No, maybe I don't trust you. Oh, I definitely don't trust you. You're not my friend. Except it was, you know, tweaked a little bit depending on the character that it was. So it was way too much text and it was very boring. And then having to replay that multiple times, um, just, I just did not enjoy the story aspect of the game at all. So after playing through these two games where I was not particularly impressed with the story uh, and and didn't like them, frankly, uh, didn't like the stories within the games, I then went on to just a pure puzzle game. I played some Picross and really enjoyed that. Of course, there's no story there, so there's nothing to to talk about there. Uh, But the next game that I've started playing, and I'm only, I'm not even halfway done with the game yet, is a game on DS. It's Trauma Center. And this one started off and I didn't, it felt very bland again to me. 
Um, however, as it's progressed, I've started to enjoy the characters more. There's actually some more of an arc there. There's something that was happening like, oh, maybe there was a reason it started off bland and I didn't like the characters because they wanted to get to a place where <laughs> you, you actually see this arc. Okay, now I'm getting it. Maybe I shouldn't you know, judge a book by its cover. Maybe I should actually play through the game to kind of determine what they're trying to do here uh, with these characters. Maybe they actually know what they're doing. So that stuck out to me uh, because, it, again, kind of a simple story, at least so far. But uh, in comparison to the last few games that I played, uh, it seems to be a big step up for me. And so all this talk about storytelling and, and characterization, um, it had me, I, I had been thinking about storytelling in video games. And I think some of the best storytelling that's done within the medium is when both gameplay and kind of the themes of the game work together in lockstep. So I think of some games, you know, like, like the Dark Souls series, where not only is the gameplay very punishing and forces you to get better and to kind of, you know, just throw yourself up against the wall time and time again before you overcome a big challenge. Not only is that told to you within the gameplay of the game, but I think that's that's kind of the theme of those games. Now, you know, do you, is the story understandable? No, not unless you go online and read up stuff, like not as you're playing the game. But you get that overall feeling throughout the game uh, of that theme of, I mean, perseverance is a big theme, you know, but also, you know, futility is, it's it's like borderline futility and then it pu pushes you over into perseverance. And frankly, I think that's when the endings of those games that, that um, really focus on futility is so strong, like it hits you so hard because you've done so much to, uh, to persevere through everything. And so then, at the end, kind of the cyclical nature of all things and, and the futility of trying uh, really hits you hard. Uh, so, so Dark Souls, I think, is a good um, uh, example of storytelling within video games. I think of you know, something like Bioshock, and that, that one's highly regarded as well. The themes of you know, control and are you really you know, in control of your own thoughts and your own actions, and it does that through the story that's being told, but also through an interactive medium. And so it, it hits home to you as the player. It indicts you as the player making decisions within this game. I've heard that Spec Ops The Line is similar to that. I just haven't played it yet. Um, or, you know, you take a different genre, and I think of at least a, at least some moments in, you know, Final Fantasy VI where you're constantly throughout that game regrouping all your characters. You have this huge cast of characters, and then you're splitting apart. And so it focuses on, you know, this game is not just about one singular character, but it's about this entire cast of characters. And if you focus on just a few of them, you're going to have some really weak teams and you're going to have a hard time coming together um, or they're splitting apart really is when you're going to have a hard time because uh, otherwise you can just rely on your really strong characters. But but it even within the gameplay itself, it it emphasizes the how the the parts make up the whole how you can't you shouldn't just you know min max a few characters but really you're focusing on all these different stories that coalesce together because these characters each have their stories along with it and so you want to spend time with each of these characters and uh, and and that that um translates to the gameplay and how strong the characters are as well because they need to be able to hold their own when they're split up so I think I think some storytelling beats like that are are when video games are at their best. 
you know, I think those are some really artistic moments in video games. And of course, you know, I think about how, how do you do that for, for different genres? I've talked about that was an RPG, you know, Bioshock being a shooter, um, and then Dark Souls, you know, just an action game, you know, kind of an RPG action game there. But what about, uh, what about some other genres? So Blaze Blue is a fighting game. And, and let me tell you, you know, fighting games are not typically known for their story. Now, again, I, I do think that Persona 4 Arena had a good story, but, but how do you tell a good story in a fighting game, right? Like usually fighting games is just text or dialogue or cutscenes in between moments of gameplay, right? In between the, the actual fights. But what if there was, there was a story that emphasizes the stakes of each of those fights, right? What if the characters um, were really, you dig into the characters and what they're fighting for so that when you do actually have that fight, it, it feels like the, the, there's more stakes to it. You know, one of my favorite movies of all time is called Cinderella Man, and it's a boxing movie. And the reason I love the movie is not because of the boxing scenes that take place in the film. It's because of the characters. It's because of the themes that, that the characters show in this movie, the themes of, of sacrifice and perseverance and ultimately love. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a love story, sort of. Um, the movie Cinderella Man, it's about fatherhood. It's about being a good husband. It's about protecting and providing for your family, even at great cost to yourself. It's about giving yourself up for something greater. And do we have any games that, that touch on that, that, that can tell that kind of story, right? Are there even any video games that have tried to do that? You know, can a fighting game really do that? Emphasize those themes as you, you know, progress as you fight. Is that inherently um, antagonistic to the idea of gameplay itself? What about other genres? You know, how do you tell a good story in a rhythm game? I think uh, Persona 4 dancing, I hate to just talk about Persona, sorry, and Persona spinoffs, but Persona 4 dancing tried to tell a story, you know, about dancing. <laughs> I didn't like that one at all, but it tried. You know, um, Taiko no Tatsujin are some of my favorite games. Uh, they don't have a story. The story is 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 cotton candy. It's fluff. It's nothing. Um, what about a puzzle game? Does a puzzle game need a story? That's another question. But but how can you tell a good story? You know, I think if something like, what if you tell a story about engineering? I'm playing this trauma center game where it's basically like a surgery simulator. This is somewhat very not not a full on simulator but but that's part of what you're doing and so that kind of integrates into it you know you're in this doctor's office you're this doctor that's progressing through um what about it a different kind of puzzle game can can you yeah can you tell a story about engineering about uh inventing something new through puzzles you know through through problem solving could you could you do that because typically puzzle games don't have much of a story i guess there's the professor layton games where you're where you're a detective, you know, solving puzzles. That's a pretty good story to tell within puzzle games. So anyways, I'm having all these thoughts uh, about storytelling, but I'll say that, that, that thinking through these things did something to me that I didn't particularly like. It, it started to sour me on games that I probably would have enjoyed more had I not been evaluating them heavily on the criteria of good storytelling. 
And I've come to this conclusion. While this episode was purely going to be about storytelling, this is actually where I want to take it, or, or at least where I want to end it, is that sometimes a game is just a game. And that's okay. Sometimes a video game is just something to play. Something to, you know, a little brain teaser, a puzzle, a challenge, something to get your mind off of things. And that is okay. Sometimes. Now, I, I still want to see games with a lot of artistic value to them. I, I want to see, I, I want to have a discussion of games as art, but not every video game has to be art. Not every video game aspires to be art. And that's okay. And we can judge it based on that. Right, I can I can judge Super Mario Brothers not as a piece of art, but as a fun video game, and not bring you know that 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 discussion of of high art into the conversation necessarily. Although I say that, I do think that a discussion of the artistic nature of a game belongs in the review of the game when you talk about a game when you discuss the game deeply. But I don't think that it can necessarily be assumed that the game was intending to be a piece of art. And so, so you kind of have to take that criteria uh, along with, you, you have to see, was this game trying to accomplish that and then evaluate it based on those merits itself? So my takeaway to all this conversation about um, storytelling, about art in video games... Um, is that one, I need to consider whether a game is attempting to be a piece of art before I decide what game to play. So I, I think this is something, you know, I've, I've talked about in the, in the past. I only want to play some of the best games. And so this discussion of the artwork of video games belongs um, as a piece of, you know, what are some of the best games of all time? Do I want to play an artistic game at this point? And that's really where I'm going with this because uh, sometimes I determine what game I want to play next based on how long is this game, right? Do I want to play another 60-hour JRPG or do I just want to play, you know, a uh, five-hour Mario Kart or something something very simple like that? Well, I think this is another data point that I can use to determine what I want to play next. Do I want to play a game that what you see is what you get? And it's real simple. And it's just something, frankly, to take my mind off the fact that I'm on the elliptical and I don't enjoy what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and, and it just makes exercising easier. Or am I willing to take the time to view this game as a piece of art? Am I willing to really look at the details of this game and invest a bit more of myself, whether that's time or whether that's simply um, just focus on this game to view the art, to view what it's saying, what it's doing, and, and kind of the deeper meaning behind this game. That is another criteria with which I can use to determine what game I want to play next. And then finally, I think it's also something that I will need to consider as I review different games, whether that's for myself, whether that's talking about them on the podcast, you know, something along those lines. When I sit down and think about the experience that I've had with a game, whether or not the game attempts to be a piece of art belongs within that discussion. So hopefully you will hear a little bit more of that as we continue on the podcast as I talk about the games that I play. Uh, but until next time, loggers. 
keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.